You're listening to Nothing Funny About Money. I'm Matt Gorin. And I'm Michael Thomas. On this month's episode, we're talking about paying for college. We have a special guest, Jessica Park. So everybody give her a round of applause. Woo! Jessica, thanks for being here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. How are you feeling? I'm good. Feeling you good? good? Yeah. You good? You all right? Yeah. All right. You're cheesing over there. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Jessica, why don't you tell everybody about yourself? Yeah. Um, well, I'm in the graduate program with Michael and Matt, and I absolutely love it. Love it. Love it. Now, you recently did an internship, right? Yes. Can you tell us about that internship? I interned at the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau, the CFPB. A lot of you guys may have heard of it. Uh, it's pretty much the watchdog of America, making sure that families are protected when it comes down to financial products. Love wow. it. Fighting the good fight. Love it. Love yeah. it. Yeah. And you were able to get this internship because you are a grad student here. You're working on the master's now on the route to the PhD. Have you thought about the magnitude of that before? Just even saying, like, that's that's pretty big. That's huge. Yeah, I thought about that's, but right. a part of, it's just kind of just me doing what what I want to do and doing what I'm yeah, passionate yeah. about. So I just kind of look at it as a right. natural part of right the on. journey. <laughs> so you know a good bit about college cost. We spent the last episode here talking about how expensive college can be and the fact that prices are going to continue to increase and we need to be mindful of that. But on the flip side of this, we want to talk about that there are ways to actually lower that cost to kind of get to something called a net price. So what was your process? What was your family's process? Um, I, I quickly realized that my parents weren't going to be able to afford to send me to college. Um, my father actually retired when I was in high school. So I, I realized that it was going to be pretty much up to me. And the funds had dried up, in other words. The funds had <laughs> dried up. <laughs> so um, one big obstacle that I dealt with was not having internet in my house. And no. so every Saturday um, I would go to the library and I would spend two, three hours finishing up my high school assignments and researching scholarships. Wow. Yeah. And so my mom already knew Saturday morning she's supposed to drop me off at the library and she goes to handle her business and comes back. Don't need a babysitter for a teenage girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So I think I ended up creating like an Excel sheet that had the deadline on one column, the list of the scholarship and the link, and then a little bit about the essay, what they wanted. I started with fastweb.com and okay. It was just really intimidating to see these scholarships that are, you get $10,000, but probably millions of students are applying for it. And so I... <laughs> was it one of those, just fill out your name and yeah, your email Yeah, the sweet yeah. <laughs> so I think I did a few of those. I don't know why I never heard back point, from them. Point number one, if you're <laughs> applying for a scholarship and all they ask is for you to fill out your name and enter your email address. The likelihood of actually getting that $10,000 scholarship is low. very very low. Right. But you never know. I could be right. the one. No, I mean, this sounds awesome. See, it's every week you spend a couple hours doing this. It's, it's mm -hmm. diligence, right? It's coming yeah. back and little by little working and working and working. Do you remember how many scholarships you ended up ultimately applying for? Ooh, 20-ish. 20, yeah. 20-ish, 20 okay. maybe. Right. So that's kind of like one a week. About something like that. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, but I had the most success in high school by um, not not so much relying on like the national scholarships and the big mm -hmm. databases. I actually kept the program from the, the graduation ceremonies from the class before me. Oh, and so deep. I was able to see who got which scholarships. And then I conveniently emailed the students on Facebook. And I was like, hey, I noticed that you got X scholarship. 
Wow. And what? What did she do and how? That's right. what? Right. So See, that's why we roll with you. <laughs> that's why you're on the seat. That's why you're here. I yeah. didn't do that. I, I, you you would have never thought about that. I was just sitting uh, on the graduate on the graduation field because I was helping out. They let the juniors do stuff during graduation. And I'm like, there's a bunch of scholarships here. How did they get this? I want it. And so I did that. And um most of my well, yeah, I think most of my, my scholarships came from scholarships that were on that list. So wow, so wow. Um, So did they share their materials with you? They're like their their own applications? Yeah um yes. I think well yes. One of them pretty much told me how he got it. A lot of them were first students that were going into nursing, so I wasn't eligible eligible for those. But what's important is a year in advance, I knew what people were looking for. Mm -hmm. So for example, the Chamber of Commerce scholarship, which is through my county, um, I kind of learned what they were looking for and I was able to adjust my essay according to those things. Love it. Adjustment. Yeah. Love it. Wow. So that was that was my success. Is there there's an inside out approach that that works more effectively in this regard? Did you find that to be the case in terms of more local first and then more national? Or yes, you... I would argue that starting local first would would most likely help. Um, and then statewide too. So I did a Google search. I put Georgia in quotation marks in Google, and then I put scholarship in quotation marks. And so any Georgia association of yak, 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 or Georgia organization of blah, 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 and then I was able to find things that way. It sounds like you have a lot of self-efficacy, and efficacy mean in terms of power, right? Um, now, in that respect, your search for these scholarships, was this something that your parents pushed on you or was this something that you had a conversation with a guidance counselor about? The fact that my mom told me that I'm going to be whatever I want to be, I wow. think that was very helpful. Wow, and so right. I would say to parents who have never been to college or who have no idea of where to go, I think just being supportive and, and whatever. <laughs> so what you're saying is by simply by coming from a household that simply encouraged you. And didn't limit your ability for growth actually gave you that self-efficacy or that 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 will to kind of do what you need to do in order to go about this process to try to pay for your college, which mm -hmm. then also impacts your parents. Yeah. Right. Because they're not having to worry about coming out of pocket to pay for things. And all they did was support you. That's pretty. That's pretty low bar. Sure. The I'm least you can do well, is a driving her to the the library too. That I mean, too. That's a, it's a low Teach. ask, but then it yeah. also gave you the work ethic and the sense of like confidence. Hey, if I won these scholarships, well, of course, once I'm in college, I can like complete a homework assignment. That's a lot lower ask. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So this sounds pretty good. I think there's a lot of great tips in here. Certainly I wasn't doing a lot of this stuff. No, I wasn't. I'm wondering if you could do this again. If you could go back in time and talk to your high school senior self, is there something that she could have done even better? I no, you're I just, just a mom like that, right? <laughs> I think I just about well, did it that, all. Really, that shot of confidence <laughs> um, really worked wonders. Well, one thing that I did do, I went into the phone book. I went to the business section and I called different businesses in my hometown and asked if they had a scholarship. A lot of them said no, but at, at least I knew that the answer was no. Absolutely. So I think if you're doing this, you definitely have to have thick skin and you can't let no hurt your feeling. That's a great point. I'm taking a fundraising class for nonprofits right now, and our teacher said to expect a 75% failure rate. Okay. 
So whatever you want, you need to ask at least four people for to get the for, one for one. Yeah. So I got sure. four. I asked more than 16 people. So, <laughs> yeah. So I think just having tough skin is very important. Sure. So then ultimately, were you successful in that you applied for these scholarships to fund college? Yes. I ended up getting one scholarship in the amount of $20,000 from wow. Chick-fil-A. Wow. I did not apply for that. Um, one of my teachers actually recommended me oh, based right on, on my leadership. So having relationships yes. matter yeah. right. when it comes to getting scholarships as well. Yes. Love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And just, just being a, a well-rounded person. Don't like Obviously, don't get too consumed with scholarship writing to where you forget, you, you miss out on what's important. I was involved in a lot of things in high school. And so just just being true to yourself and just also doing this will help. But just realize that... Once you do the best you can, there's nothing really else that you can do. And you just have to kind of trust that whatever higher power you serve will step in and help you out. Absolutely. Love it. And it's also showing there's more than one way, right? And maybe we sometimes get focused on you you have to do amazing in the classes, amazing in the city, or eh, scholarships aren't happening. And not that you didn't do well enough to get in, but you utilized your social networks, you created more social networks, you had the diligence to keep applying. And then your final outcome was, here you are in one of the top PhD programs in your field. Matt, you know, I'm curious. Like, what did you do? You have a hack for everything? Yeah, no, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm literally I'm, the opposite. I'm so serious. Um, you have a hack for everything. How did you hacks. hack <laughs> Yeah, um, optimizing your college scholarship? Well, no, I think, it. I mean, in some ways, I think really it was the opposite in a lot of ways. I am still bad at the social networking piece. I was definitely bad in high school. So I didn't, I mean, all these things you're talking about, reach out to local businesses, ask the other people on Facebook. Oh my goodness. Like, that's so that brilliant. Was... That still would not have come to my mind even today. And I, I mean, the traditional line of uh, take the AP courses, do, get the highest grades you possibly can, study, study, study for the SAT. All of those sorts of things was where I focused my attention and I was very fortunate. The school I went to did offer a lot of AP courses. Okay. I was just having a conversation last night where my school had five times as many AP courses as this other person's school. Wow. So all these social inequality things you're talking about, well, I lived on the other side of the <laughs> railroad tracks. <laughs> and it was fortunate in that way, and that's what I put my attention on. Didn't really apply for scholarships at all, but uh, I lived in Florida. Florida has... Bright Futures. Yep. Georgia has the Hope Scholarship and the Zell Miller Scholarship. Same idea. And uh, I managed to take so many of these courses that I ended up starting college as a junior. <laughs> right? A little different. Hold on. Brilliant. <laughs> I do okay. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. Chris is giving me looks. You Brilliant. guys can't see. Uh, so that's why that, I'm so my, you know, how did I pay for college? I paid for college in high school by dramatically cutting my own costs. Yep. So there's kind of two, just like with your own cash flow planning, higher education plan has the same thing. How much money's coming in and how much money's going out. And if you need to pay for college, which is, that's typical, then you uh, should try to find scholarships, try to find things that you can do while you're in high school to pay for it. My approach was, can I cut this cost Love to an absolute minimum? Love it. And that was where all my attention went, which meant I was working 70 hours a week as a high school student. But yeah. Wow. I was real popular in high imagine, school. <laughs> imagine, imagine if you did both. Oh, I know. That's why I'm like, I'm blown away. If Because I, I could have found an hour a week or two hours a week, as you were saying. So. Yeah. Oh, it would be incredible. And I've heard stories from my students. Or, you know, I, uh, One of my former uh, students 
made $60,000 applying for scholarships. Yeah. Whoa, Whoa. that wasn't me. So yeah, if you can have both ends of the spectrum, absolutely. So Matt, quick question for you. Was, again, I'm coming back to that self-efficacy point. Right. You're, you're putting in 70 hours a week, roughly every day, every week, you plan it out you schedule ahead and you have your eye on this prize. So you, you set the prize though. Like yeah, how did, think, how did that come about for you? I think there was an expectation from my parents. This is, you know, it was never, if you go to college, it's when you become a doctor. That was always <laughs> <laughs> from seven years old. You had no choice. Right. So I felt this is what I had to do in order to meet that goal. And it wasn't, what do I want to do over this next week? It's what do I want to do 10 years from now? Okay. And this is just the investment I'm making for myself. Now, I think I could have relaxed a little bit. I don't think you needed to do that much work, but it ended up paying off for me in that by the time I get to college, I started as a junior, which then meant by my actual junior year, I was taking graduate level courses and I was doing all this other grad level work. That meant when I went to grad school, I then skipped my first year of grad school. So I kept paying that, that forward, which then has sort of Brilliant. saved me a lot of money and, and time and all that. Yeah. So it's a very different um, path. And I think there's other paths, too. Yeah. And I yeah. think like you've probably yeah. got your own stories to share with yeah, us. Yeah, well. I'll be honest with you. I just wanted to play baseball. Okay. And I will tell that story in a minute. But first, we need to go to break. The suspense. <laughs> I've been watching way too much reality TV. Okay. When we get back from the break, more on how to pay for college before you go. You're listening to Nothing Funny About Money on WUGA Athens. 91.7 and 94.5 FM. I'm Matt Gorin. And this is Michael Thomas. Visit us on campus at the Aspire Clinic. Or online at nothingfunnyaboutmoney.org. Here is the sound of success. Hi, my name is Jessica, and I'm calling to see if you guys have a scholarship for high school students trying to go to college. Um, no, we don't even give our employees kids scholarships, so no, nah, we don't got nothing. Um, uh, okay. Um, do you maybe like have a friend or someone else that works there that might know? Uh, no, nah, we no, nah, we're and you know we're really busy. Uh, I appreciate you calling, but we we get these calls all the time, and we we don't have anything. Okay, could I leave my phone number in case something... No, Okay, have a good day, sir. All right, bye. Hi, my name is Jessica, and I'm a college student just calling to see if you guys offer a scholarship. I saw on your website where you have one, and... Well, definitely. And all you gotta do is part with your immortal soul. Uh, no thanks. Hi, my name is Jessica Parks, and I'm a senior finance major at University of Georgia. I'm calling to see if you have any more scholarships available for this year. Well, actually... Yay! All right! <laughs> and that's basically how it went for Jessica in real life. Probably minus the devil thing. <laughs> yes. All right, before the break, we said how your path to college was different from Jessica's or mine. What was your path? It was either I'm going to play baseball or walk on somewhere. Arizona State University was the school that I was eyeing. Uh, Miami was the school I was eyeing, but they weren't eyeing me. <laughs> Which I think if you're a student athlete at some point in time, that has to hit you. But you it actually, gotta believe though a yeah, little yeah, bit, right? You, you gotta believe a little bit. But I mean, sometimes, yeah. It's <laughs> uh, yeah. But you know, for me it really was I just I was an athlete. 
that's how I perceived myself. That's how I kept myself out of a lot of trouble growing up, honestly. Uh, didn't, you know, drink, didn't go party, whatever, because that kind of insulated me. I was an athlete. So my eye on a prize wasn't necessarily to, to go and get educated and to ultimately have become an accountant and then now to, to do a lot of the amazing things that I've been able to do. That wasn't the course at all. I just wanted to play shortstop for a college somewhere. And whatever I needed to do, unfortunately, in some instances, bare minimum, to get over the bar right, just so right. the coach can say, all right, we can bring you on down. That that was my thing. Uh, I would say that very similar to you all's story, that my mom planted that seed early on, even though I didn't know anybody at that point who had gone to college and finished. We just knew that I was going. And at some point in time, that just stuck with me. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about SAT or ACTs at my school. Very rarely did we talk about what college we were going to outside of the big schools. Yeah, I'm going to go to IU or I'm going to go to, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm from Indiana for all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana University, Purdue, University of Michigan, all these places, right, Marquette? Uh, we never really had those conversations. So even in my social circles, that wasn't really a thing. And I even felt ashamed in many instances to talk about what schools I might have been interested in. I was ashamed to talk about, yeah, I went to go take the SAT and I did pretty well. Like that, that mm-hmm. was, that wasn't the, the culture where I was. I, it was, it, you would think that people would promote and support and celebrate that stuff. No. But for me, I internalized a lot of that. And that's how I, and people ask me, like, how'd you end up in, at LaGrange College in, in LaGrange, Georgia? Yeah. Uh, it's because I went through a process. I researched schools. I knew I was going to college, but I knew that I was going to have to do it on my own. And, uh, and that led to me applying for scholarships and things, in which, very similar to you, you got the Chick-fil-A scholarship. Yeah. I got the Donald J. Trump scholarship. Because around the time, <laughs> <laughs> all right, yes. <laughs> All right. I'm, uh, hold on. I'm not going to lose my black card Making here. America gonna... great again. <laughs> One disenfranchised <laughs> black child at a time. I'm not going to lose my black Truly card. Truly a man of the people. <laughs> but this supporting was ethnic minorities and the disenfranchised everywhere. But this was the thing. Around the time my school went on academic probation right before I was about to enroll in a college. And a lot of schools lost accreditation. Mm. So everybody was fretting about whether or not schools would take you, whatever it may be. But I was like, you know what? That's not going to stop me. I'm still going to college. And I applied for scholarships. Donald Trump at the time was bringing the casinos, Mm. what we like to call the boats, back at home. And one of the ways to kind of sweeten a pot a little bit was to offer scholarships to kids uh, who were going to be going to college. And actually, my, my Donald Trump scholarship... Paid for my schooling all the way up to my junior year. Well, like we you know said. how Michael voted back. <laughs> um, no, that's I, good. I, no, that's fine. No, it's good. We don't, need, like we don't need to defend. <laughs> so I think what we're, we're gathering, there's so many different ways that this can be done. Huge. There's the applying for scholarships. If you can go out for the sports team. I know people who had the athletic scholarships, uh, focus in the AP courses, so many different ways to plan ahead. And you don't have to take our word for this. You can listen to the professionals themselves. And we're very honored to have another guest on today's episode, Brenda Vaughn. She works for the Georgia Student Financial Commission. She also has worked in financial aid offices. Let's listen to what she's got to say. 
So why don't we start off, tell us about what you do with the Georgia Student Finance Commission. So I'm actually a representative, an outreach representative for 22 counties in the state of Georgia. So I travel from Augusta to Griffin up to Danielsville. And there's nine of us representatives throughout the state that do what I do. And we visit high schools to help high school seniors go through the financial aid process, how to get hope, the requirements for HOPE, Zell Miller, um, the financial aid process of FAFSA. So we really keep up on all regulations so they don't have to. And then we come in as the experts to help them through that process. Sure. Okay. So help our listeners out a little bit. HOPE, Zell Miller, what are these things? Okay. So HOPE and Zell Miller are different types of state aid that's available to students within the state of Georgia who are planning on staying within the state of Georgia. And that's really key. Okay. So let's say I don't have one of these things versus I do have one of these things. So Zell Miller will pay your full standard tuition. Oh, that's good. So the ultimate goal is the Zell Miller. Of course, there's a lot more requirements for Zell Miller. So you have to have a higher GPA, a higher test score on the SAT, and those kinds of things to receive the Zell Miller. Okay. And hope, same idea, it's paying maybe even a majority of the tuition? The GPA for the Hope Scholarship is a 3.0 Hope GPA. And that's a very distinct clarification that I should make. The Hope GPA is different than your high school GPA. Okay. Because your HOPE GPA only looks at the core classes. So we don't look at your band and your PEs and those kinds of things. You can't game it as much. (laughs) Exactly. So you have to do well in your core classes to be able to get the scholarship. So I, I had a call just yesterday. Mom said, I'm sure she has HOPE, but the college is not giving her HOPE. And I said, well, what's her HOPE GPA? Well, I don't know. Well, it's just below. A two, it was like a 2.9 or something, and we don't round up. Oh, so, boy. Right. And she, that's a huge difference now because absolutely. it's the majority of college being paid for or not. So now you're paying out of pocket. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Are there other big points of confusion around the Hope Scholarship or the Zell Miller Scholarship? People don't realize that it's just tuition. So it doesn't right. pay fees, it doesn't pay books, it doesn't pay housing, and it doesn't right, pay right, meals. Right. And so they're like, oh, I get the full ride. No, you get your just right. your tuition paid for. And so, you know, even with the GPA being high for this scholarship, it helps you also get into college, number one, because they're looking for people with high GPAs and other scholarships that are looking for high GPAs. Um, so it's not aiming just for this scholarship. It's really helping you overall. Right. Absolutely. And so you're going to go out to all these different high schools in the, the kind of North Georgia, Northeast mm-hmm. Georgia region. There's mm-hmm. other people like yourself going around the rest of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Can someone be proactive and, and reach out to you or to some of these other people on the commission? Sure. At GA Futures, um, at the resource tab, we have the outreach staff. And so you can actually see your county. We're broken out by counties. Mm-hmm. You can see your county and you can see the representative from your county. And it has our personal email address <laughs> and our personal phone number. So you can actually call us and contact us and we'll be there to help you. And um, if you can't go to the high school counselor, if they're not as open to the to the presentation go to your churches go to your nonprofit organizations anything that you're involved in we'll we'll go anywhere to oh, present great. so we're not limited to the high school oh wonderful mm-hmm. so then you if you're listening to this and you 
run a nonprofit or a church, Absolutely. reach out. Absolutely. Georgia Futures and it's dot org. Dot org. GeorgiaFutures.org. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, someone's still in high school, what are other things that people should be thinking about? While you're in high school, you, you have to develop this resume, sure. not only just to get admitted, but again, for scholarships. So the mm-hmm. more you do, the more active you are, the more options you have for scholarships. And then keep track of everything, every award you win, oh, absolutely. Every anytime you're doing leadership, anytime you're involved in any club, just start tracking everything from ninth grade on. Right. And then start working on this essay. It's typically 500 words. Mm-hmm. What are your goals? What are your ambitions? They're typically the same kind of question that they want this essay on, just a different word, work right. on it, ask your English teacher to proofread it and ask people to look at it and, and improve it and, and make it the best you can. And you're working on it for a year or two. Once you get um, in your senior year, you have it ready. You just tweak it for each of the scholarships. Right. Um, you just change the to whom it just, may concern. Exactly. <laughs> um, and a lot of times these scholarships have been around for years. Mm-hmm. And so if you look in your 10th grade year, and you say, oh, this one gives me $10,000 and all I have to do is an essay. Well, right. in two years, that scholarship will probably still be available. For you, the you've, 10th, already written, you've already written yeah. it. And then you can get yourself qualified for scholarships. So if they want volunteer hours, you have three years to do oh, you see 100 hours sure, of volunteer sure. work. Think of the hourly pay for the scholarship versus mm-hmm. the hourly pay for the minimum wage mm-hmm. job. And as you're suggesting mm-hmm. here, you get a $10,000 scholarship. That's a lot of hours at minimum wage. Absolutely. Um, it's not just sit in the classes. It's also go out and do these mm-hmm. activities. And you mentioned clubs mm-hmm. and leadership. Mm-hmm. And when I am helping people write their personal essays, if, if you're on the scholarship committee and you hear, I'm a hard worker, you what and everyone mean? else, right, yeah. that doesn't mean anything. Right. but. I work hard as shown in my leadership Mm -hmm. here and when we did this cool thing. The other thing is, you know, a lot of students are doing part-time work. Mm -hmm. Well, look for part-time work that offers scholarships with your work. So you have Chick-fil-A, Papa John's, and Kroger's. I mean, there's a lot of part-time, you know, part-time people don't typically get any employee benefits. Sure. But the scholarship happens to be one of those that you can actually find a job to work uh, as as a benefit that would work for you. So find a job. You get money that way. Right. And on top of that, you can start applying for scholarships within that organization that will ultimately help you later on. So you're double dipping right there. Right on. Are we missing any other things for high school students? There's nothing wrong with nominating yourself for awards. Pat yourself on the back sometimes. All you right. know, you've got to give yourself a little credit. Treat because yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> right on. If you're still in high school, then the Georgia Student Finance Commission, that's a great resource. Absolutely. GAFutures.org. Brenda Vaughn, thank you again for coming on our show. Really much appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, Matt. I must say, we have been so blessed by all these amazing guests on our show. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you again so much to, to Brenda and to Jessica Parks for being on today's episode. Yes, it is humbling to be the least impressive part of your own radio show. <laughs> we covered so much today. So let's summarize real quick. We touched on having drive and why it's important to uh, kind of, you know, push yourself in this process. Right. And that social capital piece, it's so important to create relationships with other people. The other thing we didn't really touch on uh, that we that we missed a little bit was completing the free application for federal student aid, FAFSA. Yeah, millions of dollars are left on the table every year just because people don't fill out the FAFSA. 
Just so that you know, financial aid resources received by completing the FAFSA operate on a first-come, first-served basis. So it's very, very important that you go to FAFSA, F-A-F-S-A, dot ed, dot gov, to start that process if you plan on enrolling in a college next year or are a current college student returning in the fall or spring. And remember that completing the FAFSA is free. So if you go to the website that Matt just mentioned or you accidentally typed in one letter wrong, it more than likely will send you to a pay for FAFSA site. You're not at the right one. All right. This sounds confusing. Need help? Reach out. (laughs) Build your social capital by reaching out to us at nothingfunnyaboutmoney.org. Or go visit the Aspire Clinic, which provides not only financial advice, but legal and nutrition advice, as well as relationship counseling. And it's where my office is. Check us out online at www.aspireclinic.org. Is that it? I think so. Thanks, as always, to our executive producer, Chris Shoup, our audio engineer, Garrett Burke, and to all of you for listening. Yes, definitely thank you for listening and for contributing to our fundraising drive last month. We really appreciate your support for the show. That's right, we do. What a happy way to celebrate one whole year (laughs) of Nothing Funny About Money. All right, peace, everyone. See you next time. You've been listening to Nothing Funny About Money. I'm Matt Gorin. And I'm Michael Thomas. This program is made possible by the College of Family and Consumer Sciences at the University of Georgia in cooperation with WUGA. For more information about our program, visit us online at nothingfunnyaboutmoney.org. Or need help? Get it! Visit us on campus at the Aspire Clinic. Thanks for listening.